Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 19th of January, 2024, as the Philadelphia Flyers get a 5-1 win over the Dallas Stars. Five straight wins. Flyers Daily presented, as always, by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Man, what a game. There are so many elements to this game that I cannot, cannot wait to discuss. From the shot suppression, from the unbelievable offensive displays in the game that led to goals, to the goaltending, all of it. Just unbelievable game. Flyers come home from a three-game road trip where they went 3-0. Four straight wins coming in. A lot of times, I talk about this on here a lot, that first game back at home after a road trip is a bit of a difficult one. Now, this situation... The Flyers had two days, two off days before the game. John Tortorella, they travel back and gives them two days off the ice. A big thing at this time of year is a coach's ability to have his finger on the pulse of his team from an energy standpoint, that's physical energy, from a mental fatigue standpoint, emotional fatigue and understand that just throwing them on the ice because you're supposed to practice every day in hockey is not beneficial. You'd rather have a quality 25 to 35 minute practice when you need it, not just because it's what you do. And understanding where your team is in those three categories of mental, physical, and emotional is key. And towards giving them the two days off, I think was perfect. Because we saw a team come out of the locker room, rip the door off, and come out ready to play back at home to open up a four-game homestand. Just unbelievable, the performance that they put on the ice in this game. So let's get to the particulars. Period starts, first period, first shift of the game. Dallas two-on-one. Good blocker saved by Sam Harrison into the safety netting. That would be the last shot Dallas would get until after the uh, first six minutes of the second period. Unbelievable. Uh, from a sheer volume standpoint, Flyers outshot Dallas in the game 43-15. to 15. Huh? 43-15. to 15. That's a stunning number. Dallas had that shot on their first shift of the game on that two-on-one. Flyers didn't give up another one the entirety of the first period. Flyers owned the puck. There were several occasions where Dallas could not get out of their zone. And the Flyers are just thwarting them. When they got in the zone, they're blocking shots. Or they're, I, I saw three times in the first period where the Flyers block shots with their sticks, not even the body, and prevented pucks getting to Sam Harrison. And it's that total buy-in, being in the right spot, the structure that allows you to be able to slow an NHL team down by that much to only allow one shot on goal. Couple that with you're not playing one of the poor offensive teams in the NHL. Dallas comes into the game, the highest, the third highest scoring team in the NHL. And the Flyers hold them to one shot in the first period. Just unbelievable. Uh, Dallas, uh, 3.61 goals per game. One shot in the first period. We picked it up in the second period. I took a shot of the scoreboard and tweeted it out. At 1442, the Flyers were out shooting them uh, 21 
to one, and we're up two nothing game. You probably can't see that, but unbelievable. Let's get to the scoring. Flyers open the scoring 19 minutes into the first when Sean Walker joins the play like a winger. I say it a lot. Walker joins the play like a winger, not like a defenseman joining the play. He finds open up ice up the right right side. Faraby gets a puck up the frost who does an unbelievable, just highly skilled play. Kind of shows his back to the middle of the ice and one touch through his legs, a behind the back pass to Sean Walker in stride. He goes in, beats Jake Ottinger, flyers open the score one nothing. Frost and Faraby with the assist. Then we go to the second period. Flyers up one nothing. 303 into the second, right off a draw. Sean Couturier wins the draw. It's at the left face-off circle. Couturier, left shot. That's the side he prefers. And it's a bit of, it's a set play. You're trying to draw the puck back on a 45-degree angle to your player sitting there in that trigger position. In this case, Owen Tippett, who's playing the left side. And Couturier wins it to him, and Tippett doesn't even think about it. He just fires a laser beam, high blocker on Jake Ottinger, who had no chance on it. And I will tell you, Jake Ottinger is an enormous guy. There's not a lot of net showing when he's standing in it. He is every bit of 6'5", 6'6", and a big, big goaltender. But Owen Tippett just beats him clean right off the draw. So Flyers go up 2-0. And even though the Flyers are dominating in shots, I think it was the fourth shot of the game for Dallas, uh, came at 12.42 of the second period. And they get on the board when Tyler Sagan makes it 2-1. Matt Duchesne gets the assist. So all of that domination, I think the Flyers were out shooting them uh, 28 to seven after two periods, but you're only up a goal. The margin is thin, but the Flyers have been in this spot playing these one goal games in particular into the third period a ton this season and a ton of late as well. So this is familiar territory that they're in and they know that if they continue to stick to what they do, then they'll be fine. And that's exactly what they do. 44 seconds into the third period, fires up 2-1. They're on the power play. Cam Atkinson, right on the edge of the crease, is able to knock a puck out of the air and put it in behind Ottinger, puts the Flyers up 3-1. That's now six straight games with a power play goal for the Flyers. That's heating up. And Morgan Frost and Travis Sandheim with the assist. And Atkinson, all three of his goals since the 26-game goal drought have been right on the edge of the crease. Right there by the net. You want to catch fish? Go where the fish are. You want to score goals? Go where goals are scored. That's where Cam Atkinson is going. I thought he looked really good in the game and just the way he was moving as well. A lot of burst. So Flyers up 3-1 to one at that point. Then at 9-16, Scott Lawton gets sprung on a play, goes in. Uh, he's got a step on the Dallas defender. He gets hauled down, basically impaled uh, <laughs> on his way to the net, unable to get the shot off. It's a penalty Scott Lawton goes in on the penalty shot and just kind of outweights Ottinger. He gets him totally sprawled out. Ottinger actually has his right leg along the ice, but because of the momentum of the body, it, it forces the toe to come up, and Scott Lawton slides it just under and puts the Flyers up 4-1 to one on the penalty shot goal. Then the goal of the year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this goal at 14-30, it is unassisted, and I've already watched it about 10 times. Owen Tippett coming out of the flyer zone up the left side of the ice. First of all, the way he skates with that frame, just big, strong, fast skater. So fluid the way he skates. I've said it before that I'd love to know what it feels like 
to put skates on your feet and move like that one time. It's got to be unbelievable. So he goes flying up the left side of the ice, attacking the Dallas defender, cuts to the middle, and then reverses, does a Denny Savard, spinorama, backhand, shelf, unbelievable. Bar down, got everything on the backhand and full momentum with the spinorama and beats Ottinger. And that's when Ottinger's going, oh my God, that was just filthy. As a goaltender, you go, I'll give you a stick taps for that because that was ridiculous. And it was probably the goal of the year. The the one where uh, Tippett had the 1v3 and kind of went in and dangled and then went high blocker was probably the Flyers' goal of the year prior to that one. But this one topped it. What an unbelievable display of offensive talent. And it's funny because, you know, we think of Tippett, and rightfully so, as a shooter. A guy that will beat you with a shot, like when he got his 17th goal of the game earlier off that faceoff play. And we've talked about if he could find a little finish in tight, then it, he'd be a, a more complete offensive threat and scorer. Well, this is just stunning. I think we're seeing just this maturation of a guy that I don't even know if he knows how good he is and how good he can be. Just the confidence that comes with even try, even to try a move like that is that's when you know the player is confident. We talked about that a lot last year. You could tell when Owen Tippett was confident because he was trying very creative offensive plays and ways to attack the defenders. And this is just an unbelievable goal. I mean, the building, the, the roof almost flew off the building when he scored it. Nobody could believe it. Puts the Flyers up five to one, unassisted goal. And that's how they would wrap up the game. So how many assists? Well, there's no assist on the typical. There's no assist on the penalty shot. But we had two assists on the Cam Atkinson goal. Two assists, uh, one assist rather, on the first typical. So that's three. And then two more. That's five assists total in the game. And for that, the Flyers are going to donate, along with Penn Medicine and the Penn Medicine assist, 180 pounds of food to local, uh, 150 pounds of food, excuse me, to local communities in need as part of the Flyers and Penn Medicine Community Assist. So we love that part of it as well. Again, the shots in the game, 43 to 15. Are you kidding? That is just staggering, that number. All right, on to Owen Tippett. All right, before we get to Owen Tippett, let's talk to the man who had the penalty shot goal and really is the maybe the spiritual leader of the team, along with Travis Konechny. I had a chance to sit down post-game with Flyers, Forward Scott Lawton. Uh, Flyers post game where with Scott Lawton, 5 1 final. Uh, tell me your approach on the penalty shot. You were a little close to maybe not going forward the whole time. Yeah, there really wasn't any uh, thinking. Um, went to the left side, trying to uh, try something new. Cootsie uh, watched a bunch of his clips before, so I asked him. Uh, he's a big guy and uh, tried to make a move on him and uh, was lucky enough to slip it home. Lots to come home from the trip where you guys went 3-0, winning four straight coming into the game. That first game back sometimes a little tough, but you guys have the extra day off. Does that provide you guys a little bit more of the energy you needed tonight? Yeah, we had two days off, which was, uh, I think, uh, crucial, uh, especially with this uh, strep stretch coming up at home. Uh, so uh, get some rest tonight, uh, get back at it tomorrow in practice, and then a uh, huge weekend for us. So uh, we got to keep this thing rolling. Guys are feeling good, and um, 
it's been good so far. When you see the scoring coming from, you know, several different guys, Tippett has two, but you got other guys, everybody chipping in. You need that. The collective is so important for you guys. Is that something that's been verbalized quite a bit this year that everybody's got to chip in? Absolutely. I think uh, that's the key uh, to our success. Everyone uh, knows their role and, and uh, tries to play it to their best ability. And uh, that's uh, what we're going to need down the stretch here, the last uh, 30 something games. And, and uh, everyone's got to contribute this way and, and uh, be themselves. And I think guys are doing a great job of that. What does it say about the character of your guys? Because you guys have played so many tight one goal. This wasn't a one goal game, but a lot of one goal games. Just kind of sticking with doing what you guys do, no matter who the opponent or what the situation, not changing the way you play. Yeah, just go out there and play. I think uh, that's what we've been doing. I think uh, we talked about uh, kind of coming home and uh, getting our home record a little bit better and um, playing a simple road game at home. Uh, I thought we did that, uh, created chances for ourselves. That's a really good hockey team over there. We limited them. We had a good sticks. Our D did a great job, and uh, our forwards did a good job of uh, coming back in the zone. So big win for us. Uh, stay even kill here and uh, continue to go. Last thing for you, you've been here the last couple of years. At this time of the year, it was it was tough to be here. You were a guy that's always said that you wanted to be a part of this thing, getting it right. How rewarding is this feel from you know a team standpoint for you? Yeah, um, trying not to look too far ahead, but uh, it's it's a good feeling around here, a good feeling in the building. Uh, haven't heard it this loud in uh, in a long time, so. We continue to play like this, uh, continue to bring people in the seats and um, play a good brand of hockey for, for uh, this city. So I'm uh, very fortunate to, to be able to be here uh, through it all and uh, looking forward to, to what's next. Scotty, congrats on the win. Thanks. Thanks. Great to catch up with Scott Lawton and uh, talk about this win, about this team that has now won five straight games, scored power play goals in six straight games and is in a great spot in the standings, grabbing two more points moving up to 56 points, now three up on the Carolina Hurricanes. Flyers in the second spot in the Metro. Uh, six points up on the Washington Capitals, who won last night. Uh, eight points up on the Penguins and Islanders, and nine points up on the Devils. Really important stretch with the game coming up Colorado Saturday, Ottawa Sunday, the Lightning next Tuesday, then on the road in Detroit for one, and then back home, Boston, all before uh, the All-Star break and a little bit of time off uh, for the squad. But really important little stretch here against some pretty darn good teams as well. And when you look at some of the teams the Flyers have beaten, I saw Jordan Hall from NBC Sports Philly put this out, that the Flyers have seven wins over top 10 teams in the NHL. They've beaten the Canucks twice, shut them out earlier in the season, beat them 4-1 more recently. They beat the Winnipeg Jets 2-0. They'll play them again coming up at Wells Fargo. Uh, they beat the Colorado Avalanche, who we'll see Saturday. They beat them 5-2. They went into that third period up 3-2 and left the game 5-2. Uh, they lost to Vegas when Vegas had that goal early uh, in the season with 33 seconds left, but they came back and they beat Vegas 4-3 in overtime at Wells Fargo. They beat the Dallas Stars last night 5-1, and they've beaten the Hurricanes 3-1 as well. So there's some quality wins on the schedule also for the Philadelphia. They did lose to the Canes before, and they did lose to Dallas earlier this season but did get a point out of that Dallas game on October 21st. All right, on to Owen Tippett. Um, when you watch Owen Tippett, you know, he'll have stretches where he does not end up with a point. He is a goal scorers like Tippett are streaky by nature. Not going to score every game. Very few 
score to that level. He He's not an Austin Matthews type scorer, but he is a guy. I think absolutely he can be a 40 goal scorer in the NHL. He's got 18 this year. Last year, he finished with 27 goals, 22 assists, 49 points in 77 games. Uh, right now, again, 18, he is on pace uh, to be certainly a 30-goal scorer. And when you have the finish ability in tight around the net, you can pick up a few more goals. And if he can just dial in that shooting percentage two and a half to four points higher, he can dip into that range of being a guy that can maybe get to 40 goals maybe this year. That's going to take a... Uh, he's going to have to outpace what he's done in the first half this year, but he's a guy that's going to be a perennial 40-goal scorer. He leads the Flyers in shots this season, um, and if he can just find the net a little bit, he has lately, find the net a little bit more and find some finish in tight like we've seen on a couple of occasions lately, he's absolutely going to be a 40-goal scorer. And you look back at that Claude Giroux trade, and we'll see Claude Giroux coming up on Sunday. You know, Giroux was a deadline rental. He went to Florida for the remainder of that season and then one round of the playoffs. And to have gotten a player like Owen Tippett in return, along with a first-round pick in this year's draft, um, is certainly looking like a very good deal. Tippett will be 25 coming up on February 16th. Um, he is going to be doing a new contract. What does that look like? Maybe the Flyers um, want to get on that because the price is probably not going to go down. Uh, but he is absolutely one of those guys that you look at and you say, he's a core piece. He's a core piece to this team going forward. His current salary is just $1.75 million. The cap hit $1.5 million. Um, 44 games this or 45 games. He's got 18 goals. Now 11 assists, 29 points. Uh, he, he has the fastest recorded time from NHL tracking that any player has skated this season. To me, he's a guy that John Tortorella has been unlocking over last year in this, and there's still more to unlock. And I don't know if Owen Tippett knows he's as good as he is. Really kind of calm, chill guy. No ego. But boy, can he play. And that that was... You saw his full arsenal on display. First, the goal with the shot. And then second, that spinorama and backhand is just utterly filthy. Just a filthy goal. All right, one more thing in this episode I want to get to as well is holding the Dallas Stars to one shot through one period of play and about six minutes into the second period. And actually in that stretch as well in the beginning of the second period, the Flyers took a penalty and went on the PK. Shots were 21 to one and they're on the PK and they drew Dallas offside three times on entries on the PK in the first minute because of the way they defend the blue line and the way they defend, you know, the middle of the ice. And if they're going to give up anything, it's on the outside in the offensive zone. And they're going to fill the middle with impossible paths to get to the middle and uh, by, by, being in the right spot, sticks in the right place, help the guys reading off each other and the D-zone structure. To hold a team like Dallas, who's the third highest scoring team, 
to one shot for that period of time and only 15 in the game. We've seen this on a number of occasions, really big shot disparity. Um, and really that's what last year was about for John Tortorella was teaching this group. And many of them are the same players. They, there are some new ones, but many of them are the same players that no matter what happens in a game and hockey's a game of chance and mistakes and a bouncing puck and, there's not a ton of control. The one thing you can control is effort, which we've seen that in spades this year. But you can also, when things aren't going great, you can rely on your structure. You can rely that that part will at least be there. And if that's there, then you'll be in more games that if it's not there, you wouldn't be in. So that structure and learning how to play from the crease out, that's what was taking place last year was teaching the team how to defend. Because no matter how good you are offensively, whether you're a high-flying transition team like the Flyers are now, or whatever, a four-check team, whatever you are, you're going to have to defend in the NHL. And because the Flyers know where to be, how to maintain their structure, not try and overrun their construct their structure, they've they just jumped leaps and bounds. And because they can... They do block so many shots. So many of the tra transition offense rush attempts come off Clay's being killed in the D zone or a block shot that leads to possession and you go the other way hard. And that's been all the difference in the world. So what took place last year, even though the record wasn't great, was the really big foundation of what this team has to be. Yeah. In the playoffs, if you get there, you got to defend because – and you got to rely on your structure. And the Flyers have done that. And that's a big part when you go into it about why the goaltending has been so good as well. Now, I'm going to give the goaltenders credit. I'm a card-carrying union goaltender union member. But when a goalie knows that his structure is sound, his structure is consistent in front of him, and that guys are doing their jobs, his job becomes a factor of a thousand times better because it's predictable, because you know they're going to block shots, they're going to fill the lane, they're going to cover the back door, they're not going to – too many guys on one side of the ice leaving the weak side guy wide open for a one-time attempt on a cross-the-slot pass. When you know that, you can play everything from a goalie perspective honest. You can play the puck honest. You can take more ice knowing you've got coverage on the back door and you don't have to travel so far on a cross-ice pass. That's been everything to me for this team. They've been so much better in their discipline with the structure and then doing the right things when they either kill a play or block a shot that that's added to the offensive end. It's making them defend less, and it's, it's a fun brand of hockey to watch because it's really honest in the D zone, and it's high flying through the neutral zone and in the offensive zone. In the first period, the Flyers' forecheck as well, they were a step ahead of Dallas the entire time. There was a shift where Morgan Frost saved the puck from going out of the zone at the blue line three times. And they were just kept winning battles, races two pucks, winning battles four pucks, and getting shots to Jake Ottinger. And that's why you see in the final stats of the game, you see a team that outshot the opposition 43-15. to 15. It was they owned the puck in this game, and when they didn't have it, they got it back quick. 
great stuff to see from this Flyers team. And they're going to have a, a tough task coming up on uh, Saturday against the Colorado Avalanche. You lost last night 5-2 to two against the Boston Bruins. They'll come here to Philadelphia in ill humor. And plus the Flyers did beat them earlier in the year 5-2. to two. And then uh, back-to-back matinees this weekend. So everybody enjoy the snow day today. Flyers will crank it up again tomorrow. We'll preview Flyers' abs on tomorrow's episode and much more on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily.